Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a broker-dealer, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and ClearVista Financial are not affiliated. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Welcome, everyone, to the Spin Life Well Show. I am Certified Kingdom Advisor Mark Trice. In the studio today with me is Jesse Hamilton. Hey, Mark. How's it going? Doing well. Jesse, of course, is one of our um, financial advisors here with Clear Vista Financial. Uh, coming up now on being, what, how many years, Jesse, with Clear Vista? Um, almost four. Almost four. Wow. You, I think you get a, a, a watch or something at five, but uh, we're glad <laughs> Jesse's great. here with us. Um, it's the uh, second episode of the new year for the Spend Life Well Show. And we, as we promised, we're going to talk about how to build a budget in 2024. That's right. So hopefully we have some practical advice for you because everybody needs to do this. Absolutely. Um, how to build a budget in 2024. Our verse today is scripture because we are a program that uh, attempts in the best way we can as, as humans uh, to uh, uh, study the Bible and apply that biblical wisdom to your financial journey. So today's verse is Proverbs twenty-seven twenty-three. It says, Know well the condition of your flocks and give attention to your herds. Right. Now, many of our listeners probably don't have flocks or herds, but... Maybe a couple have herds, but... Yes. Maybe. Well, Well, we're going to talk about why that matters and why this verse is so important, okay? So let's jump right in, Jesse. Let's go into the first uh, point about building a budget. So budgeting is an extremely important part of your financial journey. I don't care if you are a young professional or even you're in, you know, a, a teenager or in college, all the way up to you're about to enter retirement, it's going to be the most important part of your financial journey. I think, you know, it's, it's, it's really important to know where you stand and where and take control about where every dollar goes, all right? I remember right. when I was a young adult and newly married and things and, and doing the budget, we, we, were, we were in trouble, you know, because we just were so used to having what we needed in college and things, and we, uh, from our parents, and then when you're on your own, you're like, oh, I, what you know? We need to talk about each thing that's going on, and you're you're coming together with another in- human being mm-hmm. that has their own personality and styles, and it was so important. I think it that was important for us. It was important for us when we got ourselves into a hole uh, to be able to get out of a little out of some debt uh, as quick as possible. But we had to do that because we had to do that, and the only way to get there was to create a budget. Right. So many people avoid this process because it might be intimidating or... We call it the B word, right? Yeah, the B word. We don't want to say it, but maybe you're ashamed of where your money's going or you have no idea where your money's going, and that's a very ambiguous process. Yeah, and, and it's there's there's a situation here that maybe many of you are in, as Jesse said. It's, it's hey, I'm really... I don't have any control over my money. I don't know where it's going, so I just... I'll bury my head in the sand. And I'm guilty of this. Um, when I don't strictly follow my budget, it's like, well, I guess there was a little bit left over at the end of the month, so everything's good, right? No, we want to know where the money went. Yeah, and that's that's a that's often what people do is like, well, I've got money left over at the end of the month, so I must be doing something right. And that's real tempting just to be complacent in that situation. But you know, it, it's so important to take take charge of your money and knowing where everything goes. So the budgeting is not a bad thing. It's not a bad word. 
Sometimes we refer to it when we're counseling clients of spending plan. Makes it sound more fun if you're getting to spend, right? Mm -hmm. And and so budgeting really matters. And we're hopeful that every one of you will have a budget this year. And let's talk about how to get started. Sure. So I like to look at it on a monthly basis. And I know that there are expenses that come up that you don't pay every month. Maybe you pay your insurance every six months or something. But taking it down to the month level... And let's just start at the top line. You're going to want to enter your your housing expense, your debt payments. Um, don't forget to include food, right? Yeah, a lot of people don't eat <laughs> or forget to, that they do eat and they don't incl- include anything for groceries, eating out, things of that nature. Yeah, and go back to the last couple of months and see how much you spent. In Central Texas, everyone's going to be uh, HEB, right? But... Maybe look back at your restaurant bills. How much did you actually spend? So, Jesse, you know, we get lots of questions about, okay, what are the categories that I need to have? Mm -hmm. That's not so important. Now, we've got a guide that we can give you that will help you with that. If you'll just email us at info, I-N-F-O, at clearvistafinancial.com, we'll be happy to have one of our team members send that guide over to you. That guide is very comprehensive. It's, it's yes, so it's, that you don't overkill. forget something. Yeah, and that's the point. I was about to say that, Jesse. Thank you for saying that. That's the point. Is just to help you uh, not miss something, right? right. You know, right. like we were talking about people when they forget to label groceries or put you know money in there for groceries and things. It's just to help you. Maybe there's something that you forgot about, and if you read that list, you get a little bit of help. So if you want to email us at info at clearvistafinancial.com, We'd be happy to send that to you. So, you know, having the basic categories is important, but it's important for you to categorize things so that you know where where you're spending money. It's going to help you determine what you're spending so that you can set those clear financial goals, right? That's right. And we're not trying to guilt trip anybody. Um, just write down what you spent. I had to add a category to mine for coffee budget. And trying to a, reduce a whole it. category. It, well, you know, it's not a huge. We do expense. have K pods here in the office, so we, we do. You don't have to pay for those. I'm a little pickier, but yeah, okay. I had to add that to my budget just so that I can track where the money went, even if it's only a couple dollars. But don't let the one thing that that kept you from financial success is a cup of coffee. So, <laughs> you know, Jesse, if you don't make it someday, I'll know why. <laughs> No, you can spend your money. We don't care. We, I, mean, we, I don't mean to sound flippant with that, but we don't care. It's your money. You get to decide how it's spent. So some we've had people come in and it's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm so embarrassed. I, I, I go to get a cup of coffee every day. Great. Mm-hmm. If you can afford it, right? If it fits within your budget. But a lot of people also follow it up with, I don't have a budget, right? And they don't know. But, you know, you know, we had uh, that tr- story of one time of a client that was in trouble. You know, he's having the IRS garnish his wages and stuff. You've heard the story before, Jesse, and maybe some of the listeners have too. But he was, we had him track his expenses. And that's why we tell people just to write it down. This is actually the next point is tracking income and expenses. But when he got back to us, he, we said, okay, we'll call him Joe for conversation purposes. Hey, anything surprising about your spending? And that was, um, uh, yeah, he spent like $350 a month on Dr. Pepper. But we won't even cover the, the health side of that. No, no, we won't. I mean, it's kind of like <laughs> cups of coffee every day, <laughs> almost. But that brings us kind of to the next point is that how do you, what do you do? And, and 
you need to track your income and expenses. So for many people, maybe you've got you're on a salary and you get a, you get two paychecks a month or every two weeks, whatever that cycle may be. But you kind of know what it's going to be on a regular basis, right? It, we do. And and back to that story, Mark. Um, we're actually going to have to alter it a little bit because the team, everybody here, we decided that uh, we're going to change it to you, and it's oh, going to be the Coke Zero. Coke man. Zero. But I don't, I'm not in trouble with the IRS, so <laughs> it's not it's not as impactful. We're trying to do that, and and yes, I can track my Coke Zero expenses. Um, so yeah, so tracking income and expenses is really the you know the next point that we wanted to touch on here. Uh, and, and that, why that's so important. We always emphasize to people that, it, you know, if you don't know exactly what to do, just, just write it down. That's right. Write down your expenses. I with, know people. With like a pen and paper, if that's all you that's have. That's what you got, pen and paper. I know, I know one thing for me, there's different tips. Yes, there are apps out there like FaithFi, uh, app, if you're looking for that. They uh, might an work app. really well for you. Yeah. And I know, I think did Mint go? Is Mint going away too? They're making a, ch- a shift. They're still around, but okay. we've had a couple clients say that they're leaving for various reasons. Yeah, it, yeah, I think it's still a good tool. Okay, so Mint or Faith Five, things like that. You know, understanding and tracking the income and expenses is is the biggest part, right? Mm-hmm. After you get this done, it's easier after you're done with this. So just simply write it down. That's all you have to do is write it down to start. And if you are a user of cash, um, that's important to write that down too, because I don't want to have this whole, we, we oftentimes when we're counseling people on, their, on preparing their budgets and things, we, we look and somehow they're spending $500 more a month than their income. And they don't know why. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. And, and, and when you use a lot of cash, it can be a mystery. I know that when I would frequent a certain burger institution with um, orange colors in the state of Texas, um, you know, I would have, you know, $20 in my wallet on Monday and $2 in my wallet on Friday. I don't know where it went. I can kind of guess, probably went to Whataburger, but I, I, I didn't know. And so I had to keep a little tiny notepad. I mean, even use a post-it note a thing here. Jesse's got one right here, but just a post-it note. Uh, type thing in your car so that you can kind of write down those expenses. And I mean everything. No, I don't care that you got a hamburger with fries and an apple pie and a Coke. That's not the point. The point is, is you spent $8 at Whataburger. Mm -hmm. Just for you to know. I don't, like I said, Jesse's money. He can go get coffee every day if he wants to, (laughs) but you need to know where it's going. Right. So, I think it's you know, that for me, that's what I do. We sit down once a month in our our family to go over those things and and talk about our spending. It's not it's not a, a session where we're like critical of anyone, and that, those are some of the rules we have for couples: no throwing of elbows and no chastising any expenses. But the reason we don't have that type of conflict in our relationship is because we talked about it before the month started, mm-hmm. right? We've already agreed this is where we're going to spend our money. And I know we're coming out of the Christmas season. Very hard time to stick to any budget whatsoever. But Things you, probably got out of control. Yeah, you know exa- You know it happens every year at the same time. So there's no surprises this year, folks. You have about 50 weeks left to prepare for Christmas, Fifty, maybe 49 weeks. So prepare that by saving and stuff like that. So lots it, of different ways you can get organized, but writing it down is probably the most powerful. It is. And if you want our categories, we'll give you recommendations on what they should be. 
just send us an email. We'd love to give that to you. Yeah, and 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 that's one of the things there for categories. Um, it's just if you write it down, you'll you'll be much better at tracking those, and you could create those things. So if you, if you you know buy groceries at H E B or Walmart, you kind of mm-hmm. know that where that's going there. I mentioned this earlier, Mark, but our next point is is making sure not to forget debt and dealing with debt because that's a part of the monthly budget. Whether it's a credit card payment, car payment, personal loan, student loan, those are deductions from your budget. I hope that everyone had a resolution this year or a goal to get out of debt or at least take a good whack at getting out of debt in 2024. Mm -hmm. So, you know, paying off debt is like paying yourself. You know, some people want, well, I need to invest so I can take advantage of the stock market. But if you're paying 29% on a credit card, pay down the balance. You just paid yourself 29%. Is that twenty nine percent is guaranteed? You, I mean, you Guar- may, guaranteed charge. It's guaranteed charge. charge. You, you may make twenty nine percent in some investment. That's not an endorsement in any way, but the charge, unlikely. the charge will happen, and the investment is unlikely. Right. So, so give yourself a good return by paying off that credit card balance. But also, too, the one of the, one of the big reasons that people have credit card balances is because. They did not or do not have an emergency fund. Right. What's kind of our rules of thumbs with that? So once you have worked out this budget, you have the flexibility to build this emergency fund. And we recommend anywhere from three to six months of living expenses to be that emergency fund nugget. If you're a more conservative person, you might want to go as far as 12. Yeah. But I think the number one thing is, Jesse, if, if you are in debt, and you don't have any cash saved anywhere, figure out how to make an extra $1,000 and set it aside for emergencies. Right. That That's a start. If you're listening to this show and you're just lost, you're in debt, set aside that $1,000. Because if you're trying to get out of debt, having a, a short-term emergency will throw your debt reduction plan out of whack. Yes. It'll derail it. I mean, because we, we, we know these things happen. I get a flat tire. If I don't have cash to pay for that emergency, I'm going to put on a credit card. And that's the f- the foolproof way to stay in debt. And dig the hole deeper. Is to use those cards. Make sure you have that emergency fund, folks. All right. So as we get that emergency fund set in place and, and tackle, start tackling the debt, we want to make sure we're adjusting and fine-tuning the budget throughout the year. Uh, yes, that's right. So we, we want to evaluate it and things change throughout the year. That's so, just a part of life. Yeah. So make sure you're tracking your spending every month. Now, we, my wife and I, we track it. Um, we don't do it every month, but we know what's in the bank account. We know it should be there at the end of the month. And we, if there's any uh, irregularities in that, we're going to dig into it and do it. But we, for the first several months, we were trying to get out of debt and things. We looked at it multiple times a month, but at least once a month, make sure you're fine-tuning that. This is a challenging process. I mean, Mark and I are financial professionals. We work every day in this, and it's hard for us. So That's right. I mean, I, I do it every month for our business, for Clear Vista Financial. Every month on the 15th, I start going through a process of looking at the next 30 days. Mm-hmm. So once you kind of, you know, fine-tune and mastered the budget, you've got control over every dollar of your money, then you can start budgeting for longer-term goals. You've got your foundation, and then you can start with the building blocks. Of so those that's like retirement, goals. home ownership, maybe saving for a down payment, mm-hmm. new cars. Um, you know, looking and allocating funds for towards those future needs. 
But you can't be thinking about future needs unless you got your spending and your income aligned. And and that's so important for your goals for going forward in the future. Right. So, you know, lots of success stories that we could share with you sometime. We're getting getting close to the end of our program today. Uh, but related to budgeting, I'll share one anecdote of, of mine when we really started budgeting seriously. Uh, we were living in Northern Virginia. I was going out there for some school. We'd been married maybe a year or two. My wife had just got a job. I wasn't going to be getting a real job. I had to work as a research assistant. And we started budgeting because we wanted to make sure our number one goal was tithing, that we felt compelled that to follow God's commands about giving. And we want to do that with a generous heart. And she came out to me. Uh, I was on the patio planting some flowers, blue bonnets, as a matter of fact, because we wanted blue bonnets. We missed, we missed Texas. Home away from home. Home away from home. So we wanted to have those blue bonnets planted and stuff. So I was doing that. She comes out and says, hey, I really support you and our decision to tithe. But if we do that, we've only got $42 left for the next two weeks. And we had not been to the grocery store. And she informed me that in the pantry, there was a can of beans and a box of rice. So it's pretty tight. (laughs) And we always like to do Chinese on Friday nights because that was our our thing. Friday night, Chinese in a movie. And, um, you know, we just prayed about it and stuff. And we said that, you know, the God's going to provide somehow or we're going to eat beans and rice for the next two weeks for every meal. And um, it was that time that a few days later, we got a, a refund check in the mail that we weren't expecting. It was maybe $350, which was a lot for a, you know, a young couple back in the 90s um, to have to go to the grocery stuff. So ever since then, it's always been our number one priority is to give. And I hope that that's something that you will consider doing and it will be a blessing upon you. Not because it's going to give you re- more money in return. It's just the joy of your heart of, of serving and giving um, because we're, we're worshiping with the Lord. And Jesus does promise a return on those, not necessarily a monetary, earthly return, but, but a heavenly an, reward. an eternal reward. Yeah, an eternal reward with that. So, folks, one thing I'd like to ask as we wrap up here is that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you click the subscribe button. If we're able to build these up, we are able to offer you more, uh, more resources and details on the YouTube page. We'd love for you to do that. That way you're informed when the new episode comes out. And also, too, you help us as well by reaching some of our goals for 2024. Until next time, folks, you've been listening to the Spend Life Well Show. Have a blessed week.